0: You're listening to the Connections Through Creativity podcast. Here we dive in deep into personal growth, creativity, inclusion, education, mental health, entrepreneurship, connection, community, and how we can make a positive impact. I'm your host, Rebecca Jane, founder of Rebecca Jane Art, an inclusive community art instructor, mother, author and artist with a love of living a creative life through joy, growth and making a positive impact in the world. Art is the catalyst for creating connections. Everyone is an artist and everyone deserves a safe space to be and feel creative, included and heard. When we create connections for creativity, we are opening an inclusive environment to improve mental health, education and creativity in our community. By first starting with us, we can show up for ourselves, our family, and clients so we can live a fulfilling, creative life that inspires others. Become a Certified Inclusive Community Art Instructor to make a radical impact in your community. Join the certification course in Mastermind by visiting RebeccaJaneArt.ca. Are you ready? Let's get creative! And welcome. This is my very first live episode, and I am super honored because it's my best friend, Kate. (laughs) And uh, it's totally different for us because normally we have, well, now three children, not quite running around, but running around, uh, screaming. So we actually have a quiet house all alone. (laughs) Like, what is this madness? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's definitely not the usual
0: (laughs) no (laughs) um but uh we are here today because we are going to be hosting a book club together and we wanted to talk about it also we've been talking about getting each other or getting you on the podcast for a while so this was our first step uh you'll probably be back on again so (laughs) 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 all right so um With all my podcasts, uh, with my guests, I always ask for get to know you questions so that the audience gets to know you a little bit better. And so we'll start with that and then we'll get right into our conversation. So what is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book? is (laughs) well you can't ever just pick one but I have always loved the Mad Adam uh series it's a three part series by Margaret Atwood I've been a huge Margaret Atwood fan since like high school before The Handmaid's Tale was cool (laughs) um so and I've read so many of her books but that series is definitely something that I love and it's like all of her other books is super relevant to what's happening in this day and age anyway
0: yeah that's yeah. what I like. Awesome. <laughs> um, and what is your favorite quote? I had to like look this up,
1: despite the fact that this is literally my signature for my work email. Um, so my favorite quote is actually by a gentleman um, named Joseph Matthews. And he's actually a black gentleman who is a teacher... Um, an educator down in the States and he says uh, you don't get an education so you can leave your community, but rather so you can come back and help your
0: community. Oh, Oh, I really like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which
1: I was like, again, as someone who works in education, like we constantly are telling people to grow up and, and educate yourself so you can leave your hometown and you can better yourself. Mm. But what if we change that mindset to become more educated so that you can help make your community a
0: better place. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot.
1: That's... Um, like the whole promise of what you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's
0: I'm so- stealing that. <laughs>
1: why we work well together. Yes, it is. And everyone will see that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. That's... Yeah. Uh, I think especially because... <clears throat> especially true for rural communities, which yes. we're in, because everybody seems to just leave and go out west <laughs> well and the or the, <clears throat> the idea that you leave
1: to better yourself yeah or you stay and the idea is that you air quotes don't better yourself yeah like, you don't grow yeah and why can't we have both why can't we better ourselves and make the rural place in which we live a better place and, I, yeah and more community-based place
0: yeah i agree that's amazing i'm totally stealing that. <laughs> definitely going in my course <laughs> i have like qu- quotes in my course all the time I'm stealing that one um okay uh and then what is art that inspires you that you love to create or so okay.
1: because i've listened to the podcast before and i'm a very supportive <laughs> one um I was thinking about this in the shower this morning because it's usually the only five minutes i have to myself now with a newborn and a toddler <laughs> um So this is going to sound totally random, but I love finding art in textures. So I remember being the kind of kid that like looking at the back of the school bus seat and seeing faces or creatures or characters or whatever, or, and this might sound odd like as a girl you when you wash your hair and your hair comes out because that's what it does and you like put it up on the wall <laughs> so it doesn't go down the drain so your husband doesn't yell at you because you clogged the drain again <laughs> and it makes like, so relatable <laughs> <laughs> yep. everyone else is like ew yeah. but like finding faces or just finding rant like an tile work in fa- or paint splatter work and it's that totally non-intentional but you find something in it. So I am totally inspired by seeing that because it usually is either a reflection of what I've kind of been thinking about, or it triggers something that kind of makes me feel more creative or whatever. So I love finding art, I guess, or finding creatures or faces or characters or whatever in nothing.
0: I love that. Okay. So I, We've never talked about this before. No, never. <laughs> that I I used to do that all the time, and I still I still do it. But like it was, I remember specifically in one of our houses because we were moved around a lot, and mm. one house specifically, I would sit on the t- on the toilet. <laughs> lots of information here, <laughs> but right <on> under. <laughs> what rest- else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but there was like a tile, and I always there were, specifically there was one that looked like almost like the picture of on on the coin that looks like the queen yeah like almost like that image was on my floor and I would play a game of like finding it and seeing what else was around it and like no I do that all the time and I noticed Cooper doing the same thing in our bathroom actually (laughs) just recently and it was so funny
1: but it's it's almost like when you have nothing else and you're not being bombarded by anything else, you can actually find that creativity. You can Mm. find art in literally nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Which I think is super cool.
0: Actually, you know what? Part of your, I feel like I know this that you, when we looked at the human design thing, you have the head, um, like uh defined so you have inspiration inside of you which is different for me because I have it I don't have it defined so I actually have to look for it in other people and other things mm. so I find that really interesting because we still have that similarity but like it's totally like I have to look for it from other people
1: yeah you it's almost like you're in your inspiration is like a reflection yeah and you take pieces and you add to it yeah and mine is like
0: already inside you
1: and I'm, I'm just bringing it out
0: yeah so it's cool that you're finding it within all these things like that yeah yeah oh we're just. <laughs> this is cool <laughs> it's kind of
1: i'm actually really excited to be on this podcast because i feel like this is just going to be another level of our like amazing friendship i know like, like all <laughs> these
0: things i'm learning i knew you liked art market atwood but yeah <laughs> um this is, this is good stuff okay so what are you into right now um, I'm just trying to think <laughs> of this, and I was like, I mean,
1: I'm into my baby, but I feel like also I kind of have to be.
0: <laughs> he's ha- he's uh, just over a month now.
1: Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he'll be seven weeks on Saturday, so he's you know obviously into me, and I'm into. <laughs> I
0: have a very personal <laughs> relationship right now. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, but right now, I think it's. And it might sound cheesy to say, but, like, I'm into, into finding more ways to, how like, get to know me more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, not in a self-help cheesy kind of way. But, like, that, again, like, pulling out my own personal inf- inspiration from me and mm-hmm. saying yes to things and finding out more about myself and mm-hmm. breaking down those walls of, okay, this is what I feel like I've always been told I should be doing and actually like is this what I want to be doing and saying yes to myself and understanding myself better. I feel like last year I hit thirty, so this year I turned 31. Like I feel like I'm actually letting myself be myself now.
0: Ooh. <laughs> yes. yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which sounds again like I it sounds almost like one of those like everyone in their 30s finds themselves or whatever and it's, and it, it's true like your 20s is your fun time your exploration time outward exploration and mm. I feel like my 30s I never, I think it's sad when I turned 30 like I got kind of excited where I was like oh I can actually find me not externally find me internally which is kind of I don't know it's what I'm into right now I love that I I'm also into yeah. Doritos, but you know <laughs> let's be honest. With breastfeeding comes extreme hunger. So there's like, <laughs> that. But yeah. That's also me. Yeah. Deflection. But, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm finding me. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm into.
0: Yes. And I love it because I'm a part of it and I get to see it and we get to experience these things together because we're both doing the same thing. Yes. And I love it.
1: I'm so happy. I think that's just that's the other extension of it. I'm finding people that I'm finding those true people that I can hold close in my circle that are also doing the work and also finding themselves and we're doing it together, not in spite of each other.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah. And that's like the whole um, like how women supporting women like it's like the actual <laughs> like we're actually doing. it. Yeah.
1: yeah Yeah. it's hard sometimes (laughs) it is because I mean we're always told not like this whole society that we've been a part of and been active in is so isolating and so individualized that it's hard to go back to like a collective and a Mm community-based but I think that's that's what I'm into is creating that community like yeah. for myself as well as for other people and knowing that I have a daughter and I want her to not have to wait until she's 30 before she decides that it's time to actually start doing it for her.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's cool. Cause we've known each other for years, a long time now. I don't even know how many years actually, but we started working together in 2012
1: yeah. No, yeah, I started in 12. Yeah, yeah
0: okay, so we started. <laughs> yeah, so January,
1: we... no, 13,
0: sorry, 2013
1: is when oh, I started. Oh, I January. started
0: right before you then. So I was a month before you. Yeah. Or whatever. So I was in t- t- November 2012. And, and I was
1: January were... 2013.
0: Okay, so. So we...
1: 2013 is when we
0: when we met. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy how far, like, we were just, like, co-workers. Yeah. But we always felt, I always felt connected to you. Yeah. But we never really hung out. Aside from a mutual friend. Yeah. Until babies. Yeah, until babies. And then.
1: To a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours. So that was like, we didn't really get close until we kind of formed that community for each other when there was nothing else that we had. Yeah. And then it's become more and more intense. Yeah. And then we became. Yeah, (laughs) it (laughs) is. Actually, it's a really great spinoff to what we are going to be talking about.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, But. It's, and then once COVID happened, like, I feel like there was a big shift when we became friends through our kids because we were already friends. But, like, there was a whole new level to our relationship when we had kids. And our kids are four months apart. Yeah. And then once COVID happened, we became our bubble family. And yeah. we literally were, like, we're... Bubble family, and we re- also realized that if there was an actual apocalypse, we would survive together because
1: <laughs> between us and our husbands, our partners, I guess, like we are more than capable of surviving an apocalypse.
0: Yeah, so we would just move in together, and we would all survive together. So
1: <laughs> yes. again, community living, right? and it, it yes, yeah. like yeah. yes, we have skills that we can build off each other, but it's also. We kind of co-parent together in a lot of ways. And we yeah. support each other emotionally and, like, physically and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Aww. I want to be
0: like, I love you. I know. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah.
1: Everyone else is like, uh, where is this going? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm really into. Which, yeah, is actually... I'm gonna lead us into the book, book okay that, so
0: sure. we are hosting a book club <laughs> which yes is what we're our topic of uh for today is not our relationship <laughs> but Although, relationships in general actually like yeah it, yes so our book club. it's related <laughs> <laughs> our book club we would love you for you to join us we're hosting a book club on um august Oh, shoot. I wrote the time down, but I didn't write the, t- the day the down. The 18th. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 18th at 8 p.m. Uh, we are Everything reading... Time. Oh, yeah. Atlantic Time. And I'll have the time zones in the description so you can look up what time it will be for you. Um, and if it's not listed, just type in 8 p.m. Atlantic Time and then your time zone and then it should come up. Um, but... To join us then I will have a sign-up list in our in the show notes so you just enter your name and then we'll send you the information about the book when it's going to be and reminders about the call and then um, a day before uh, and then an hour before so you're you remember <laughs> and um, even if you're interested but can't quite make it just sign up anyway maybe things change or you can still get updates and everything So, um, the book is Deep Kindness by Houston Craft. So,
1: um, actually, so the whole reason I feel like we're doing this again, it's because we, we just build off each other so much. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually work, um, within our local school district as a behavior intervention mentor. So it's a newly appointed position within the school district to help aid students who experience more extreme behavioral concerns, I guess it should be, or, or issues. Um, and right now I work in a middle school and it works alongside like their educational support team, um, kind of like guidance alongside resource to really help these kids, like students and children um, navigate a lot of their social emotional difficulties and deficits within the school system. Um when this position became available, I was so excited because I feel like I don't know, I was telling Becca earlier. I was like, I feel like everything in my life has slowly been leading to this point to the point where like I actually feel validated in my choices in life. So anyways, writing back to (laughs) February when I am seeming in this position. Um, the principal came to me and wanted me to meet a spearhead Pink Shirt Day. And for those of you that are not aware, Pink Shirt Day is like an anti-bullying campaign day that started actually in Nova Scotia here in Canada. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it started oh. in Nova Scotia. And there was a boy at school who was being bullied because he was wearing a pink shirt. And so a group of guys who didn't even seem like they were like particularly close with this kid went out that night and got everyone to buy pink shirts as well as themselves. And they came to school the next day wearing pink shirts to help this kid feel like he was not alone kind of like push back on bullying without being aggressive or whatever. And so like this campaign is slowly snowballed into like an anti-bullying campaign. So when I was asked to spearhead workshops within the school for that day, I was looking around and I more or less just typed in kindness or kind. And after some digging, and you know, you always see like the the signs like don't oh, give a hug or paying for someone's coffee or you know be kind and doing small gestures. And I was like, Oh, that's great. But then I came across Houston Craft and there was this video that he had and he goes on to tell, which is pretty much the premise at this point mm-hmm. of his Speaking and he, and and tour, uh, speaking tours or whatever about him coming across this woman who, long story short, um, he talks about how he talks about kindness. And then she tells him a story about how the worst day of her life, when she finds out her father had passed away and she goes onto a flight and then she breaks down crying in the airport and no one stops to help her. No one ch- stops to check in with her. And it's this whole idea of we can do kind things, kind gestures or nice gestures for people, but are we actually doing the deep kindness? And this is the his book, Deep Kindness by Houston Craft. Are we doing the deep kindness that pushes us out of our comfort zone and actually helps people who really need it, mm-hmm. right? Are you willing to stop in the middle of an airport to help a woman in her 40s extreme crying <laughs> <laughs> as 3,000 people walk by and ignore her. Yeah. So this is why we kind of wanted to get into this book. And um, the subtitle of his book is a revolutionary guide for the way we think, talk and act in kindness. And then there's all, and there's also like journal prompts and practice exercises, which are really, I think illuminating. Mm-hmm. And it's why I wanted, so I, immediately ordered this book (laughs) to do these workshops. And I was actually working with kids about understanding more than just as he describes confetti kindness, more than just simple acts of kindness and actually getting into more systemic or deep kindness for Mm -hmm.
0: people. And so the whole reason that it got me thinking was like that you were, your initial, attraction to this book inspired me to look into it and i immediately went into it because i could see the connection between deep kindness and inclusion and like they go so hand in hand oh my gosh they're it, it's it's interchangeable well it's the
1: same same two sides of the same coin it's the yeah. exact same idea mm-hmm. you can't have true inclusion without deep kindness or that understanding of not only checking yourself, but also your your proactivity and how to approach others, include others. Like it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it. It just it. The, the parallels were infinite. <laughs> yeah. I, I I saw such um, an opportunity to um, to bring this together because it's like why. Well, all thrown off now, <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> so like inclusion is is thinking about all the aspects of a person and how to help all the people. But like we can't, you know, we can't possibly think about everybody at the same time. But it's taking we can't know everything, but it's taking the time to practice deep kindness and, and learn about different things. And, and he kind of goes into the, in the book, um, he calls it scuba diving. Mm, We're going to flip through the book now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and that, that is when I was like, absolutely. This is the inclusion part. So standing. So he says standing is just like base level awareness of others and then swimming is getting involved and then scuba diving is deep diving into that learning right so it's he kind of gives you different examples of like different culture different race different country different gender um different set of beliefs so like it's it's beyond like how can we be kind how can we include people that we don't agree with which is what you were kind of going on, like using for your the school, for the class.
1: So with my students, I... Because I, again, going back to the whole, now I'm seeing things when you're like, oh, it's my internal inspiration. Like I wanted kids to understand a deeper level of kindness than just Mm -hmm. like, you know, here's a free sticker or a sticky note, smiles or whatever. And I wanted to to get kids thinking about how can you connect with someone who isn't your best friend? Mm-hmm. So I got them to do an activity of think of four friends and write one good thing, uh, like of how they add to your life. Right. Mm. So I gave the example of like my friend Becca inspires <laughs> me with her art or my friend Michelle um, challenges me. like she's not afraid to challenge me on my beliefs, mm. which in turn I am very grateful that not only is she that comfortable that she can do that, but also, you know, um, I also acknowledge that I, I'm not always right and that I do need to see things from different perspectives. So everyone can do an easy act of kindness for someone that they know or care about, or that looks like them or is close to them. Mm -hmm. But getting into that deeper kindness is doing something for someone that. May not look like you Mm -hmm. or isn't your friend or is a different socioeconomic stash, you know, station than you or different race than you or whatever. Different ability. A different ability. Different height, even. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, and or that's someone that isn't in your proximity, right? So it's easy to do something for someone that's in your school, but it's a little harder to do something for someone who is without a home and living on the street or even a different country, like when you go to visit, you can kind of disconnect yourself from that. But that deep kindness comes from, and the only way we can actually make systemic change in our world is being able to understand and offer kindness to people that are not in your circle. Mm-hmm. Right. And that you have no contact with and that you can see as human. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So that's, that's what I was getting out of it when I was first got this book and and what I was diving into and what I was pulling from it is, you know, how can we make larger change in our communities and our global world? We have to be able to see other people as valuable, even Mm -hmm. if we are not connected to them first. Yeah. Which again, goes back to inclusion, because, I mean, I'm a cis, white, female, who has all my abilities Uh, I mean I wear glasses but that is a tiny drop in the ability bucket (laughs) right it is a lot harder for me to put myself in someone who maybe has mobility aids or sensory issues or true like larger vision problems or hearing problems Mm -hmm. or right like I have to be able to connect with someone to be able to include them
0: Mm -hmm. right yeah i mean and i like how you started too with somebody you do know because we do also need to practice deep kindness with people that we do know yeah like it's
1: we can't take that for granted
0: no but like even surface level kindness for the people that we know or or oh and then the other thing i was gonna say is like the the kindness we think that we're giving and it's not actually kind for the other person.
1: I feel like that is a large, large component of the book. And again, yeah. I feel like relates to inclusion. Is, you know, are we doing base level? Or, yeah. The kindness where, you know, are, you know, am I buying a coffee for my my partner on my way home, which is base level, really, knowing that like, even if he doesn't want it, he'll probably just put it in the fridge for later. yeah, Or base level kindness of, you know, putting closed captions on your Instagram post. Like that's base level. It doesn't take a ton of energy to do that. Yeah. Versus deeper kindness for my partner being, um, you know what? I know on you've had a really long week in the field because my partner's in the in the military. Why don't I, you know, I'll buy takeout so that we can sit at home and actually enjoy ourselves without having to run around and clean up the house. <laughs> because I know that's something for you.
0: So it's like active awareness of what that person needs or the situation that people are in right yeah so like you could what oh my friend she she was buying uh these kind of chips and this drink almost every single day and she kept buying it and then she got tired of it but her boyfriend only saw her with it so much and she hadn't been buying it so he was like i'll be nice And go and buy those chips and that drink for her. Yeah. But now at this point, she's already been exhausted and doesn't want it anymore. But in his mind, it was a kind act to buy it for her, go out of his way to buy it for her. And she was like, Oh, right. And
1: and it's (laughs) not that you, and the hard thing is people are going to go, well, I did something nice for you. You should be grateful that Mm -hmm. I did something nice for you. And again, that's also something that's really touched on in this book is this idea that we get, almost defensive if our kindness isn't received in the way that we feel like it should be received. Yes. Um, Which again is a whole basis for a lot of issues in this world,
0: but yeah, (laughs) Well, (laughs) goes into inclusion again. (laughs)
1: Again, the idea that, well, I did something and I went out of my way. You should be grateful that I did this for you.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, well, it is a kind, it's nice. It's nice of you to buy that for me. Like I know. And you
0: were thinking about me. Yeah. But it may
1: not be what I wanted at that time or what I needed actually, like true need at that time. Maybe I'm sick of it because all of a sudden I've noticed that that doesn't actually make me feel very good. Or, you know, maybe I have realized that the pop that I was drinking with it is actually giving me a headache and I haven't communicated that to you. And of course, it's not your fault that you don't know that. Yeah. But it's the idea of, Base level or confetti or bright kindness versus a deeper, like, I'm going to, and it doesn't have to always be physical or monetary or whatever, but it's this idea of going deeper and going, what is actually going to serve you and your needs at this time, which again goes back into the inclusion piece of, am I doing base level or am I truly asking you? Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of the story you were telling me on our weekly play dates last week <laughs> <laughs> about how someone say, you know, someone has a food allergy.
0: Yeah. Oh, this one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just getting all of our stories. Yeah. So the idea of, you know, someone who has a food allergy, you are making plans for supper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You say, Hey, do you mind if we go here?
0: And not even just a food allergy. Like it's a choice or like, I don't eat meat or right. right? Like keep going.
1: Yes. At the end of the day, that is where you're at, yeah. Whatever for whatever reason, whether it's a you're vegan by choice or by need or whatever. Eat. So, I ask you, Hey, do you mind if we go here? You're gonna go, Yeah, I guess I could probably find something, versus yeah. me actively going, Hey, here are where I was thinking what works best for you and your needs because I know that you have more needs than, say the three other people who are coming with us mm-hmm. so can you pick something and which one serves you best
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we ask open-ended questions versus yes or no questions yes. that's how we can get true inclusion because we're actually tapping into what the other person needs mm-hmm. versus what we think they need which yeah. is like base level versus deep kind
0: of. yeah oh <laughs> that was really good there's like the mic drop or <laughs> right there yes it's and 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 exactly because uh so we're talking about because last weekend we went out for supper with a couple girls that we know um and which is so bucket filling but anyway it was and like we've never done that before i know (laughs) we've gone out for supper but like not with a group of well we must have not since the kids have been born at least definitely like five years at least (laughs) oh my gosh anyway it was definitely a experience a good one yeah um yeah anyway uh I got distracted so <laughs> but yes was base level versus deep yeah promise. like she went out of her way to message me and say where can you eat because most like I can usually find something and every once in a while there is a place where there's, a much. There's literally nothing. A little yeah.
1: French fries. And let's or... be honest, as someone who has a <laughs> has a specific diet, living off of French fries is pretty demoralizing. Which, it is. again, it's.
0: You know. or, or like um, grilled cheese is usually the other option. And it's right. usually set as a side, it's not a meal. You right. have to be like, okay, can I go to the sides? And having like a little thing at the bottom that says, tell us if you have allergies. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Intentional
1: versus active
0: yes yeah yeah so it it was very kind for her to be like hey can you and and I don't want to diminish the fact that like the example earlier of my friend who like her boyfriend went out of his way to get that food for her because he knew he she liked it and then it ended up being not as kind as he thought like Those things are going to happen because we want to do kind things for people. We intend for it to be kindness, but the impact, if it doesn't impact the way that we want it to, that we expect, we have to be okay with it. Because if we're going to turn it around and punish the person for not taking our kindness, then we're actually doing the opposite. Like it's still kind that they did it.
1: At that point, (laughs) you're... You're doing a kind thing for someone else. Yeah. But you're actually internalizing it and making it about yourself. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of, again, it makes you think, are you doing it for the other person? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing it because it makes you feel good or it checks off a box? Like, I did something nice today.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: This idea of... And... He also talks about this and this is why I'm bringing it up. (laughs) But it's that idea of like, who are you truly serving with your kindness? Mm -hmm. Are you doing it for yourself? Mm -hmm. And let's be honest with ourselves. Are you doing it to make yourself feel good because Mm -hmm. you did something nice? Or are you doing it and not expecting anything in return? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And not expecting a... It's that who you are is is defined by what you do in the shadows and not what you do in the light Mm.
0: yeah 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 um something i actually was thinking about recently because i i think too like what happens when you don't share it ever right like what are there like it's not bad to entirely hide it like you're not
1: it's okay to want to share your good yeah
0: yeah
1: is kind of because I'm... it can inspire others, right? If we're all doing this work to help others and we're not telling anybody about it, or no one's seeing it. Mm-hmm. Again, the whole idea of being being able to be inspired by others, and again, or even just not having knowledge that it's happening. Think of all the causes that are and injustices that are happening in this world. There is somebody working for that cause. Yeah. You start if you start doing something now. There are other people already doing it. You're not the only person who's ever worked, you know, worked towards Black Lives Matter or Indigenous issues or um, ability issues or inclusion. Like, you're not the only person doing it. Let's not have that fallacy. But <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to want to share that because then you can get other people involved and in working yeah. together. Yeah. So it's okay to want to share, mm. but it's the difference between self-serving yeah. and community serving like are you doing it so other people know that you're doing it or right. are you doing it to show other people they can be involved in it
0: mm. well yeah i like that <laughs> yes that... <laughs> good job this is another mic drop there <laughs> i need like a
1: sound so just like
0: bing <laughs> yeah oh i should get one of those that's a good idea um so in the book, there are three kind of components of why we aren't kind. So there's in incompetence, insecurity, inconvenience, and then the one that he talks about less is an uh, an actual reason. So like you have your own stuff going on that's a legitimate thing that you can't stop and help somebody. Yeah. Um, which true. I think is valid, and almost he doesn't talk about it enough in the sense that, but I see why he doesn't talk about it because we don't want to use it as and turn it into an excuse. right. But also, we need to give ourselves grace in the sense that we can't always stop. Like it for Helga in the book, um, that was crying in the in the terminal, like, what if you were running? to get your flight and your father was waiting yeah. to see you. Do you know what I mean? Like there are legitimate reasons totally, and and that's okay. And I just kind of want to preface that because he doesn't, he honestly st- like says one sentence, I think in the entire book about it, yeah. which is okay. And I see why, because we don't want to get hung up on it. But as somebody working towards in deep, true inclusion and deep kindness, we do have to think of ourselves and, Take care of ourselves first. Well, it's the
1: whole—you're on a plane, and the plane's going down. You put your mask on first before you can help someone else out. And you're right; like your ability or situation may not permit you to help in the most obvious or standard of senses. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't help in other ways. Yeah. But at the same time, like you're one human being, you are not responsible for the whole world, and you are not responsible for everybody. Right? Like we can only take on so much as a person.
0: Yeah. And we can only know so much. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kinda what I I talk about a lot because I'm like, I wish I could know everything so I can help everybody, but I really have to stop and be like, Okay, I can't possibly know everything. I can't be an expert in everything. No. (laughs) So how do you include everybody without knowing everything? So that's kinda anyway. So incompetence, I kind of define it as a lack of creativity, insecurity as a lack of social-emotional learning, and inconvenience as excuses towards social um, acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think
1: what we're going to do is really dive deeper into those for the book club and get other people's perspectives on this too, because there's a lot of really great talking points I think within the book
0: yeah I mean (laughs) even without his his prompts like he has a million prompts oh yeah at the end of these
1: chapters chapters he's got journal and reflection points and questions but I mean I've been highlighting portions of this book just for my own personal growth of understanding like yeah like that's a really great point or oh I've never really thought about that like that or yeah this is something that we really as a whole need to work on and this mm-hmm. is what's holding us back
0: yeah yeah did you want to share uh one of the highlighted highlighted things
1: oh my gosh. <laughs> uh well i feel like okay so i just literally flipped open and so this <laughs> is this is like the emotional, social, emotional regulation part, and this is part of the Perfect. incompetence. Open that too. I know, right? This is literally my bread and butter. Like, I have dedicated a lot of time and money and effort. <laughs> you should see my child's. Yeah, we um, have
0: constant talks about all the books we're buying. I know specifically, you. <laughs> and I get to benefit from it. Yes. So this is part of the
1: incompetence and like not, not. Being able to do, like, internally. Um, if you hear a child crying in the background, it's mine who just died, so he doesn't want to sleep today. <laughs>
0: so, because we're
1: recording. Yeah, yeah. Today is the day he knew. He's like, mom's got something to do, here, so I'm just going to be a poop face and not sleep. <laughs> so one of the things that I highlighted was our disappointment or resentment or any other emotion that we dri- that may drive us to be cruel instead of kind is born from our unmet expectations. So this idea that, like it, it starts young, mm. this whole idea of of being kind backs up to this whole social emotional regulation piece that we're a little in this day and age. I truly feel like we're not being taught and we're not cultivating. Right, mm-hmm. We're expected to grow up quick. We're expected to be productive. We're expected to just get over your emotions and move on. Like, mm-hmm. Let's just keep going. And it's... If our expectations are not met, then it is uh, so much harder to offer kindness for others because we become part of this cycle of kindness isn't to us, coming to us. So it's harder for us to give kindness. Mm-hmm. But even the idea of... You know going back to you're not you're not receiving my kindness when i do give kindness if you're not if you're not receiving kindness the way i expect you to be receiving kindness then i'm going to be upset about it yeah. yeah so to summarize uh join our book club so we can all talk about this forever because <laughs> Beck and i could literally I, I just get so excited about stuff like this, so I could easily talk about this forever. I know.
0: I think that's why I was like, I need to get Kate in wow. on this because I feel like we we've already had these conversations. Yes. Um, many times because this book we found what you found oh. in September or no, not February. We oh, found it in February. In February. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like wow, not thing. even that long. No, not <laughs> even that long ago. But it's made such an impact already. So what are we in June? So. oh baby so we're gonna wrap up now um but so we will see you in the book club
1: and i do want to have a disclaimer though that this isn't to shame like i feel like the premise of this book can get heavy the idea that you know we have a lot of work to do to actually achieve deep kindness but it's not to shame mm -hmm. people i feel like this is if nothing else like a roadmap to realigning ourselves with what we say we value and actually practicing that value. It's not, it's not to shame people because I feel like, again, shame is what cuts people off from actually doing the work. I feel like this is more of a, that's an insecurity. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But this is like the roadmap that is getting us back to, okay, we value kindness. How can we show that we value kindness?
0: Yeah. And like, um, cause I think when we first brought this up, I said something like, do kind or be kind, not nice. And you were like, no, 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 <laughs> no, be nice and kind. Yeah. Like when we we were talking about standing, swimming and scuba diving, like you have to stand before you can scuba dive, yeah. right? Like you can't, you have
1: to do the, per- you okay. have to work your way to it. And I say standing is
0: not very inclusive, but that's okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Anyway, um, here we are doing the work because we notice this now. So we can do things. Anyway, but, um, yeah, you have to have kind. You have to have, like, that confetti kindness isn't bad. Yeah, it's
1: not invaluable.
0: Yeah, it is valuable. It's nice. It does feel good. And it, you know, anyway, we'll keep going in the book club. So be there. Be square. (laughs) (laughs) Or round. Or 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 round. round. Either way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. triangular yeah (laughs) all the things be there and if you can't make it still sign up um so you can stay in the loop with everything going on there and we can't wait for it so august 18th at 8 p.m atlantic time and we will see you then all right bye bye Thank you so much for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave a five star review on iTunes. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on everything at Rebecca Jane Art. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, happy creating.